Ladies and listeners, welcome to episode three of the Everest Podcast. Hope everyone is doing great. Happy Thursday. It is currently December 30th by the time I'm making this, which is absolutely insane. It feels like this month just absolutely flew by. Um, you know, it's it's like I, I think our last episode was six days ago. And I'll be honest, that feels like a lifetime ago because, you know, you wake up early and everything is just so much slower. So it feels like there's been a good month in between. And I don't want to keep you on edge waiting for a new episode because, goodness, that's a gift that keeps on giving. Merry Christmas. But anyway, hope everyone had a great Christmas. Um, you know, it was great at our house. Um, you know, as we're going into this new year, I'm looking forward to, to what's going to happen, you know, with COVID. And you, you really never know. So, but like I said, I hope everyone had a great Christmas. Um, um, comment what you got. Tell me tell me what you got for Christmas. I'm excited to hear. Uh, I was talking to my brother the other day, and he got one of those little rings for Christmas. Um, what are they called? A uh, little mood ring. Yeah, it turned bloodshot yesterday. <laughs> Apparently, uh, they change colors based on what mood you're in. But I don't really know how that works. Um, apparently, if you're happy, it turns blue, which is completely backwards. I would think if you're sad, it's blue. And if you're happy, it turns like bright red or some vibrant color. Um, you know, n- apparently there's no common sense developments for us this year. Not this year, maybe in 2022. Um, well, on to the news. Currently, there is a doctor shortage in southeastern Louisiana. As you probably already know, uh, it affects the sick, the aged, and the New Orleans Saints. Monday, the Saints suffered a brutal loss to the Miami Dolphins and Tua Tagovailoa from 20 to 3. 20 to 3. I'll say this. I'll say this about the Saints. The Saints showed a lot of fighting spirit. I mean, they just would not take defeat for an answer. Right up until the coin toss. Did you go? Where, well, I mean, like, I can't, I wish I could communicate with you one-on-one, but let me know if you went to it. Let me know if you were in the Superdome that day. Uh, I decided to watch it on TV, like most people, but you could really tell after a while, after those first two scores, you could really tell that the, the players were discouraged. It's not really often you see them showering at halftime. I mean, like, I really want to know what happens. Like, barring them being on their fourth-string quarterback, um, you know, you can really tell the team doesn't have focus when you look over at the sideline and see four Saints players trying to drink Gatorade through their helmet using a funnel. That's a telltale sign they are not focused on their killer instinct. I mean, I think the Saints really knew they were going to lose because, I mean, two of your quarterbacks are on injury. One of your, the, the, your third, second and third string quarterback are on uh, COVID reserve. Your first string is injured. You're on your first string. They're on your fourth string quarterback. Never played an NFL game. It's really too bad. Um, you know, think of it, thinking of it now, everybody's trying to figure out the reason uh, that they lost. And, I mean, look at the roster. It's their fourth string quarterback. Um, but besides that, I know why the Saints lost. Um, they consider Sunday a day of rest. These are their deep religious beliefs. Um, but the game was played on Monday. So I'm just going to leave the Saints with that one. I'm just going to leave that one alone. Um, and also, what was up with the fans? Um, they were really no help at all. Uh, when a penalty on the Saints came up, they cheered. That's not how it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be the other way around. And you're playing in the Superdome. Um, yeah, by the end of the football game, not many people were paying attention. Hardly any, really, for that matter. Um, mid-drive, there were two hippies planting marijuana in the Saints end zone. And they didn't have to worry about getting a walk down because the Saints couldn't make it in there all game. Was that they got a field goal, and that was it. Uh, it's really too bad. Um, you know, if you if you look closely, one of the refs was eyeing that little guard the whole time. 
Yeah, maybe that explains all of the encroachment calls. <laughs> Everybody's like, he was just dizzy, that's all. Um, well, I don't know about where you live, but um, over here in Mississippi, this weather has been absolutely crazy. Um, you know, the, the high for Saturday, New Year's Day, is going to be 80. But then the Monday after that, the low will be 26. It makes absolutely no sense. It's gotten, it's gotten me kind of sick. Um, I got a little flu over the weekend and, you know, went to go see my doctor, Dr. Rollins. Um, yes, he's, I mean, he's a mighty good doctor, uh, but he was out. So his partner was in still. Um, and who's that, you might ask? Well, his name is Dr. Hia Dake. Yes, Hia Dake. He's, he's Islam, so it sounds very funny to us Americans. Um, but unlike Dr. Rollins, Mr. Dake is a eye, ear, nose, and wallet man. Um, I told him that I had a little touch of the flu and he was like, well, come into my office. And, uh, you know, just for contamination purposes, um, I asked him if there's anything that I should take. And, um, you know, just to make sure that, you know, I didn't have anything that would, you know, affect his office or workspace in any way. And he said I should take an Uber to the bank. He's, he's very strange. He is very strange. I mean, he is just weird. He puts a rubber glove on after the examination. I says, why do you do that? He says, I don't want to get fingerprints on my new clipboard. Oh, great. I mean, that guy is just, he's very strange. And I mean, really, if you think about it, I don't know why he uses a clipboard. I mean, what doctor uses a clipboard with today's technology? Nowadays, it's, nowadays it's all about, you know, iPads and all this other stuff. And I mean, they've come out with so many new things. Did you know there is a pill that prevents baldness? A pill. I mean, like, it counteracts with your body's white blood cell count. That's how the pill really works. So if you have too many, it might not work. So whenever the FDA made this, they, uh, they uh, and I mean, this was made a long time ago, so it wasn't made during COVID, but whenever the FDA made this, they found out that there were side effects of it not working. So the manufacturer put, do not count on buying comb right on the front of the bottle. Mm, there's so many new things. Um, well, today's show is going to be great. Um, we're going to be talking about the NFL year interview. Um, and, you know, there were lots of records broken this year. And um, now this source that I'm reading off of, it was posted during week 14. So some of these records that I'm telling you about may still be broken. Um, but I think it should still hold up. Now, um, now, I don't go off of notes for the main topics. And for your entertainment, I don't go off of notes. And I don't watch SportsCenter. So <laughs> this should be a, this should be just an absolute slice because I don't really know what I'm talking about. Um, so let's jump right in. So uh, I'm going off of uh, NBC Chicago. Uh, this, like I said, this was done in week 14, and we're just going to be going over some records that were um, tell you the previous record and then tell you uh, who broke them. And I mean, some of these are really crazy. Um, so um, this guy, I don't know if he's broken it yet. Uh, he might have, I'm not sure. Um, and this is for the most receiving yards in an NFL season. Um, set at 1,946 in 2012 by Calvin Johnson. Um, uh, it didn't take long for Los Angeles Rams wideout uh, Cooper Cup, um, you know, to, to find this record. Um, he is in the midst of an historic season. I'm pretty sure he leads the league in receiving yards uh, with 1,366. Uh, he also leads in receptions with 100 and touchdowns with 11. Um, all three categories are career highs for the fifth year wideout. Um, Cooper is averaging just 113 uh, yards per game. And if he 
I think if my math's right, if he continues on that pace, he will finish with 1,935 yards. Now, keep in mind, the record is 1,946. Man, I would be so upset. I'd like, oh, ooh, that would just, mm, that'd make me so mad. I was 11 yards short of breaking a, a record. Um, you know, he's, he would be 11 shy of Calvin Johnson's record. Um, but remaining matchups against the Seattle Seahawks, which, like I said, I don't, they may have already played this game. Um, Minnesota Vikings and Baltimore Ravens. Um, all of these guys, uh, all of these teams boast a bottom 10 passing defense, the worst 10 in the league. Um, this could give Cooper Cup an extra boost in his record-breaking efforts. Um, tell me what you think. Do you think Cooper Cup is going to break this record? Or, let me just, actually, before I ask you that, let me just, um, let me just, <laughs> I'm probably mistaken. How many, what's receiving yards? Who has the most? I bet it's gonna be. I bet it's gonna be broken. Oh no, he's not there yet. He is at one thousand seven hundred and thirty-four, and this is week seventeen. So he took a dip. He took a long dip. Um, wow. I wonder if he's gonna break it. Let me know if you think he will break the record. Uh, Cooper Cup, the fifth-year uh, player breaking. Um, I think we call him Megatron. Calvin Johnson. Um, which, what a nickname, by the way. If I had a, if I had a nickname, I'm not sure I'd want it to be Megatron, but I'd want it to hold something of the same value. Um, so our next record is uh, most receptions in one NFL season. Um, this is set by Michael Thomas at 149. And again, let's go back to Cooper Cup. Um, uh, he is 50 receptions away from passing New Orleans Saints wideout Michael Thomas, who recorded 149 catches in 2019. Okay, let me just side note. Where is Michael Thomas? This guy has been out for how long? Let me just, where? <laughs> what a thing to type into Google. I, I think he got injured. And he got an ankle injury, suffered in the offseason. Man, he's been out for like, 60 years. He's been out for a long time. Um, but anyway, Michael Thomas set that record at 149, and Cooper Cup is not far out from it. Um, this one will be a little tougher for Cooper Cup. Um, he would need to average just 10 receptions per game to finish the season, and he's reached double digits in catches just like a little over three times. And I say a little over because I'm not positive if he has already broken this record. Um, what may hurt Cooper Cup's chances? That's it. I'm just going to call him Cooper because I don't want to say Cooper Cup every single other uh, other record. Uh, what may hurt Cooper's chances in breaking either of these records is the Rams' playoff standing. Um, Los Angeles may be locked into the number five seed by the time week 18 rolls around, which is now. I don't think they are. Um, which could lead head coach Sean McVay to rest Cooper and other key Rams players for the regular season finale versus the San Francisco 49ers. Now, I'll tell you this. I don't know much about football. <laughs> I know the players, and that's about it. So if I sound like I have no idea what I'm talking about, I'll suggest a podcast at the end of this at the end of this episode that you can go listen to if you want the real deal nitty-gritty. Um, our next record that is could be in jeopardy um, is most interceptions in an NFL season. Um, this was set by uh, Night Train Lane um, in 1952. That record stood the test of time at 14 interceptions for a season. Um, 
you know, this broke the previous high mark of 13 set by Washington's Dan Sandifer in 1948. Um, he was a rookie as well when he set that. Um, the closest anyone has come to at least matching Night Train Lane's record was Lester Hayes, who made 13 interceptions with the Oakland Raiders in 1980. Ooh, no one has gotten this close uh, to Night Train's uh, record. Man, these records really stand the test of time. Um, Dallas Cowboys safety Trevon Diggs is making a serious run at it in 2021. Um, Diggs began his second NFL season with at least one interception in each of Dallas's first six games. Goodness gracious. Um, the longest Diggs has gone with a pick without a pick is two games, but he's up to nine total through 12 games. The Alabama product, uh, Roll Tide, has to average one interception per game the rest of the way to at least match Lane's tally of 14. And this is, I don't know if this, I don't know if they count postseason, um, but if he count, if they count postseason, then, uh, then he will have, um, he'll have an easy shot getting that one. Uh, working in his favor, uh, is he, wait, working in Diggs' favor is he still has some interception prone quarterbacks remaining on the schedule. Oh, that's right. Cause they're playing a couple other teams and some of these guys are trash can um dallas closes the season against washington's taylor heineke who's thrown 11 interceptions in 12 games new york's daniel jones seven interceptions in 11 games and arizona's kyler murray seven interceptions in nine games heineke again in philadelphia's jalen hurts uh eight interceptions in 11 games now hold on where was kyler murray because i thought kyler murray was putting up like a really good record um, like, I'm trying to think, like, I'm looking up the, uh, their record, um, uh, right now. I thought Kyler Murray had done really well. Um, yeah, they're, right now, they're second in the NFC West, um, with their last game being against the Colts, and the Colts, uh, winning 22-16. Um, but that's not what I want to know, Google. Um... Wow, Kyler Murray went for a 57-yard rush. Hmm. Where was Kyler Murray in college? Was it Arkansas? I'm not sure. Um, let me look that up, too. Where did Kyler... Oh, it was Oklahoma. How can I be so stupid? I knew it was one of those teams that wear red. <laughs> um, um, like I said, I don't watch SportsCenter. Um, man, so... The next record that we have uh, that doesn't have anything to do with offense, this is defense, um, is the most sacks. Um, I said I said it doesn't have anything to do with offense. Neither did our last record. Ugh. Can you say unedited podcast? I can. Anyway, um, our most um, our next record is the most sacks, sitting at twenty two and a half, set by Michael Strahan. Um, this was set in two thousand one, and. Um, Jared Allen racked up 22 sacks as a member of the Minnesota Vikings in 2011, but just and Justin Houston reached the same number with the Kansas City Chiefs three seasons later. Now keep in mind, um, both of these guys reached 22 sacks, and the record is 22 and a half. Now, one thing that I'm not sure on, and I really don't understand, is how does half a sack work? Like if someone. I guess it's if you share it with another player. Um, oh, no. What happened to all my, my tabs? Oh, okay. Um, my, my internet page closed out. I was kind of confused. Um, 
A player will receive credit for half of the sack when multiple players contribute to the sacking of a quarterback, even if more than two players contributed. Oh, okay. So that's what I thought. So he has set 22 and a half sacks for the record in 2001, and the closest has been to 22. Ooh, that's got to be annoying. Um, Despite missing two games this season, Pittsburgh Steelers star T.J. Watt looks primed to do what Allen and Houston couldn't and reach that elusive 23 sack mark. Um, what is a, Watt has, a, has amassed a career-high 16 sacks in 10 games played. Goodness gracious me, that's a lot. Uh, after a three-and-a-half sack performance in Pittsburgh's Week 13 victory over Baltimore, the fifth-year defensive end is now on pace to finish with a record-breaking 24 sacks. That is... Smoking the record. Um, yeah, maybe he'll go to Food Network. Um, Watt, who has failed to record at least one sack just twice in 2021, will need seven quarterback takedowns over the final five weeks to surpass Strahan. You especially have to like Watt's chances when you consider three of the signal callers he's set to face are among the top six in sacks taken this year. Lamar Jackson has taken 36 sacks. Ryan Tannehill has taken 33. And Baker Mayfield has taken 29. And I did not know Baker Mayfield was taking 29 sacks. Um, you know, around the beginning of the season, I was talking to some friends. And uh, and I was, you know, betting on the Saints with uh, with Jameis Winston. And, uh, and, you know, I did not get even on that bet. I totally lost. Um, but one of my um, one of my friends said that um, the Browns, Baker Mayfield's team, would do better than the Saints. And I mean, they may have. What's the Saints? What's the Saints record? I think it's seven and eight. And what is, uh, what is Cleveland's record? <laughs> I, I'm I'm just finding this out. I'm just remembering all this now. Um, they are seven and eight. Dad got it. They're the same as the uh, same as the Saints. That's annoying. Um, well, I guess we'll have to see who wins it out in postseason. But, um. Hey, you can't really say anything about um about the uh Cleveland Cleveland Browns taking um sacks. Look at the Saints this past Monday. Um Oh, our quarterback took eight sacks. Now, don't get me wrong, I love the Saints. They're my favorite football team in the NFL. But eight sacks. Eight sacks. He might have had a concussion, I'm not sure. But you really gotta look at like that's his first NFL game. You're in week 17, I think it was. So, not sure. Uh, anyway, our next record comes out of the special teams. Um, who doesn't love some kicker drama? Um, two-time All-Pro David Akers made 44 field goals in his age 37 season uh, with the 49ers in 2011. Um, and this is uh, for... Um, this was set... Um, it says it's the record is 44 for most field goals. Um, and uh, David Akers made 44 field goals uh, with the 49ers in 2011, uh, breaking Neil Racker's record of 40. Akers and Rackers, that's my business name. Akers and Rackers are the only kickers to ever reach the 40 field goal mark in a season. But it looks like they're going to get some company this year. Um, after impressively making two field goals amid crazy weather conditions in the New England Patriots road win over the Buffalo Bills, uh, veteran Nick Folk has connect has connected on a career best of 33 of his 35 field goals attempts through 13 games. Wow, man, 
Either they're scoring a lot of touchdowns or they're just really bad. Um, Folk, who's in his age 37 season, should challenge Akers' record as he's on pace to finish with roughly 43 field goals. Uh, and keep that in mind, the, the record was 44. So I'm not really sure if he'll make it because uh, this was... Who's, who's Nick Folk play for? Was it the Patriots, I think? Patriots are trash since Tom Brady left. Um, I'm trying to find out. I think I want to say it's... Um, yeah, he's a place kicker for the Patriots. Yeah. So I want to say, um, I, I think he'll beat it just because, well, actually, no, I don't because you've got to think the Patriots have to convert on a lot of these, um, on a lot of these field goals. They have to convert their drives into touchdowns. And if they don't get touchdowns, they have to um, get it within field goal range for the rest of the season. Now, how many field goals does Nick Folk have right now? Let's just... Let's just see. How many field goals does Nick Folk have right now? Um, let's see. He has missed 3 of 34. And let's just see. I'm trying to see. See, this, this source that I'm using is, um, this was taken in, uh, in week 14. So, um. I don't know. I can't. I can't find anything right now on it. But um. But he's still playing. So his field goal. His field goal percentage is ninety six point three. Pretty good stats. I wonder how he'll go uh, next season uh, if he's not still on the Patriots. Um. So let's just see. Is that all of our records? One, two, three, four, five. It is. Oh no. That's not good. We're out of records now. Thing is, um, this season has been crazy with trades. Um, you know, Tom Brady going to um, th these past two seasons have been crazy with trades going to um, you know Tom Brady going to the to the Buccaneers and then Gronk coming out of retirement. Which, by the way, I had to Google this the other day, and I'm, I'm not even lying. Um, <laughs> I'm saying I'm not even lying. That monologue stuff earlier um, is is Gronk dumb? Like I, <laughs> I don't want to sound mean. But is Gronk dumb? Like, you see him in all these commercials, and he sounds dumb. And I don't want to throw shade, but he sounds dumb. Um, I'll have to com comment comment what you think, if Gronk's dumb, if he's one of those football jocks. Um, now, for stats this season, um, you know, I this is uh, much more current stats. Um, Cooper Cup sits at 132 receptions uh, with 1,734 yards, so 1,734 yards. 14 touchdowns and 25 receptions that go for 25 or more yards with eight uh, receptions that go for 40 or more. Um, now, if, uh, and this is, you know, who leads the league. And that's kind of funny because um, Tyreek Kill is in the top three. Tyreek Kill's podium right behind Devontae Adams of the Green Bay Packers. Um, Tyreek Kill sits at 1,197 yards with uh, only nine touchdowns. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll say Tyreek Hill, man, he is a beast of a receiver. He's fast. He is like, he has had 71 receiving first downs. So really, and then, but how many fumbles has he had? He's had two fumbles, uh, this season, which man, um, he has had, uh, how many targets 
He's had 146 targets this season, so Pat Mahomes needs to start needs to start making his passes. Um, but he's had 146 targets this season, and uh, Cooper Cup is at 177, and uh, Devontae Adams at 148. So, so those are the top three for your um, for your receiving. Now let's go into um, more so of uh, defense. Um, who leads the league in tackles? I'd like to see Bobby Wagner. Um, sits at one sack all season. How does that work? And um, defensive solo tackles uh, at 170. Um, and Bobby Wagner, who does he play for? I want to say it's the Seahawks. I'm not positive on that. Yeah, plays for the Seahawks. Um, he has had uh, 78 assists, 77 solo, and I'm trying to get it to pull up. Come on, thing. Man, right as I'm starting to record, nothing works on my internet. How uncanny. Um, Bobby Wagner leads the league. Right behind um, right behind him is, forgive me, I'm totally going to botch this. Oh, yay. Oluokun. Oh, yay, Oluokun. Oluokun. Push for the Falcons. He's a linebacker. Um... I'm not even going to try and say his name anymore. I'm just going to call him F.O. Because there's no chance I'm going to say his name right. Leads um, right behind Bobby Wagner with 166 combinations, 78 assists, tying Bobby Wagner, 77 uh, solo, tying Bobby Wagner again, and beating Bobby Wagner out in sacks. So if he gets more combos, then, then, uh, then he'll be leading the league. He's not too far away. And last on the podium is Jordan Brooks, leading at 155, um, coming in solid on the podium for 155 combination tackles, 66 assists, 67 solo, and one sack. Um, man, that's upsetting. Uh, he's way behind. Now, <laughs> here's what I want to know. Who leads the league in fumbles? Because Tom Brady had some fumbles, um... In the game against the Saints. Man, I am sick. My voice is cracking like crazy. Um, Josh Norman leads the league in fumbles with seven fumbles. Um, right behind uh, right behind him is Darius Leonard with six. And Joey Bosa with... Um, wait, hang on. Is this, is this fumble recoveries? Or is this... Yeah, this is fumble recoveries. Because you got Nick Bosa. Yeah, so okay. That's not bad. And then TJ Watt's on here too. So yeah, that's defense. Fumble recoveries, I guess. Or no. Oh, I see. I'm stupid. Fumble. He's he's forced seven fumbles. He leads the league. Josh Norman leads the league with seven forced fumbles. Darius Leonard behind him with six. Joey Bosa behind him, bringing up the rear with six. And TJ Watt coming in fourth place at four. Um, and you know Darius Leonard, uh, the second place has had. Two fumble recoveries, which, how does, I mean, I guess he's just had, Joe, uh, Josh Norman's had more forced fumbles. Hmm, that's interesting. You'd think, I would imagine that uh, he'd be right there at the top if you had more fumble recoveries. Do more for your offense. Now on to the category that everybody wants, passing. And guess who's at the top? Tom Brady. At 4,580 pass yards. At 7.2 7. yards per attempt. 
Uh, <laughs> done 37 touchdowns and 11 interceptions. Mm. And how many fumbles did he have? Because I can guarantee you there was at least one in the Saints game Monday. Not Monday. Last uh, couple weeks ago. How many interceptions? He's had 11 interceptions. Man, 632 attempts. Uh, right behind him is Justin Herbert at 4,394 yards. 7.6 yards per attempt. 577 attempts. And 33 touchdowns and 14 interceptions. And Derek Carr, oh man, is on the podium. 4,363 yards, 7.8 yards per attempt, 559 attempts. And how many? 20 touchdowns and 12 interceptions. Now, now I'm old, okay? So I go back. I, I used to play Madden 15. Throwback Thursday, Madden 15. Derek Carr was so bad. He was absolutely trash. Now, I haven't kept up with the Oakland Raiders. Is he still playing for the Oakland Raiders or Los Angeles Raiders? Is he still playing for them? Las Vegas Raiders. Hmm. That shows you how behind I am. Everybody's going to be like, hey, listen to this podcast. This guy said the Oakland Raiders. Like I said, I'm old. Um, and this is really surprising because um, Patrick Mahomes is in one, two, three, four, five, fifth place with 4,310. Um, passing yards, 7.4 yards in attempt, um, 33 touchdowns, and 13 interceptions. Now, if you go back to the Super Bowl, I understand the, the fourth place, fifth place ranking, be, ranking because um, all Patrick Mahomes does is run backwards 40 yards and then lean over until his, his face mask is touching the ground, and then he throws the ball. So maybe that explains why he's in, um, why he's in fifth place. Now, uh, Dak Prescott coming in at, um, I'm not even going to count that low, uh, coming in pretty far back, uh, 3,928 yards and 29 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. Um, Aaron Rodgers is right behind Dak Prescott with 3,689 yards and 33 touchdowns and four interceptions. Now, who has more interceptions, Tom Brady or... Wow, Aaron Rodgers is doing great with completion rates um, with only four interceptions this season. Um, and who is at the bottom? I'll tell you what, Trevor Lawrence ain't looking too good. 3,225 pass yards, nine touchdowns, and 14 interceptions at the... I'm going to have to skip a few pages. Uh, oh, by the way, if I didn't mention all stats courtesy of um, NFL.com, Tua, oh my goodness, poor Tua on the Dolphins, 2,339 rushing, yard, uh, <laughs> rushing yards, passing yards, 15 touchdowns, nine interceptions. Man, he's who's he playing for now? The Dolphins. Yeah. Um. Let's just go all the way, all the way down. Come on, next page. It's loading. Come on, man. I just want to see who's the worst quarterback in the NFL. Oh, you gotta scroll all the way back down. Ken Kendrick Bourne. Who's he play for? I think the Patriots. I'm not sure. Um, that's not who it is. It is the worst quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> is Johnny Hecker <laughs> right? Oh, <laughs> uh, oh man! I'll tell you some names that kind of catch my eye. Derrick Henry is the worst, uh, worst quarterback in the NFL. Um, behind him is Ezekiel Elliott and Johnny Hecker. 
Now, the funny thing is that those are the worst three in the NFL. Derrick Henry's a running back. Ezekiel Elliott is a running back. And Johnny Hecker's a punter. You tell me how that works. That's that's funny. That's very funny. Um, and let's just see. What other stats are there? Um, who's had the best kickoff returns this year? You know, they call that guy on the Saints. I can't remember his name. They call him Dangerous. Hasn't been too dangerous this year. He's gone to about the 30 and then falling down. Um, Travis Homer, is that how you say his name? 44 average yards per kickoff return and one uh, for a touchdown. So let's see. Um, I mean, that's, that's decent stats because you don't realize how um, how hard kickoffs are. Even in the video games, they're near impossible. Um, you know, that's just, I know that if I, I tried to take a um if I tried to take one hit off of a kickoff I would I would get hit so hard I'd fly up to the sweets and I'd stay there and I would be done I'd retire for, from football you wouldn't catch me doing that anymore all right well after reading all these stats that is pretty much going to wrap up today's episode um hope you enjoyed it and um I think I'm not gonna sure I'm, I'm not sure goodness advertisement i'm not gonna sure if i'm um not really sure if i'm gonna try and fit one more episode in um before new year's i'm gonna try uh that leaves me with tomorrow to do uh one more episode so like i said earlier click that little bell if you're a new listener and um don't worry just uh just in case you're worried this is not a sports podcast um if you really want a good sports podcast you should head over to the sports edge podcast uh that's my buddy eli um, really good sports podcast uh, on college football more so. And um, and you know what? No, it's not the end of the episode because you know why? I just remembered I did not give you my picks for the, what's it called? No, I need to remember. I don't remember what it's called. It's a bowl game. I think it's the Sugar Bowl. I'm not sure. It is between Alabama and Cincinnati. Now, I am a huge Alabama fan. I've wanted to go to college there for a long time. Um, but I don't know who's going to win. I, I'm, of course, you know, I root for Alabama, but, um, but Alabama was really, really suspicious looking in the Iron Bowl. Um, now I was watching, um, I was watching the Iron Bowl, um, on the run because I was running everywhere, doing a bunch of errands and I went to a Mexican restaurant and they had the Iron Bowl playing on, um, TV and I was, I was so like, I was literally sitting on the edge of my seat, eating my rice and I, they, they score and I stand up and I like, they, they win and I stand up and I start clapping, probably the most obnoxious person in the restaurant, but really I don't care. I, I was getting a bunch of shady looks, but I really just do not care that much. Um, I, I love Alabama. I'm a huge Alabama fan. Now, um, I, I didn't even do my research. I completely forgot about this. Now, um, Cincinnati has a um, has a really good record as well. Um, Desmond Ritter is their quarterback, and how many yards um, has he thrown for? Uh, let's just look at Desmond Ritter's stats, opposed to um, Bryce Young's stats. Now, um, no, I need the 2021 stats. There we go. Come on, Google. Um, let's see. He has thrown for about three thousand. 190? I might be mistaken. I may have read something wrong. No. He has thrown for 3,190 yards, 23rd in the NCAA. 
Um, he has thrown for 30 touchdowns and eight interceptions. Um, man, he, uh, you know, this is where I get that because I can't read stats. Um, three for uh, 2,296 yards last year. Um, through six interceptions, 19 touchdowns last year. Um, so, okay. So he has thrown, let's just call, let's just call it, um, he's thrown about, about 3,200 yards. Okay. Now let's look at Bryce Young's stats. Now Bryce Young, it's, it's a different game because you're under coach, uh, Nick Saban and, um, you know, you're going to play hard because Nick Saban is the kind of coach that whenever they're winning 67 to three, he yells at his, his, um, he yells at his players. Okay, much better stats. Bryce Young sitting fourth in the NCAA with 4,322 yards and second in the NCAA with 43 touchdowns and four interceptions. Now, that's... Does, how many yards does Tom Brady have again? How many? I'm going to just... I don't like Tom Brady, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ruin everything. How many yards does Tom Brady have? 4,580 with 580 with 37 touchdowns, seven, 11 interceptions, 4,322 yards from Bryce with 43 touchdowns and four interceptions. Who's the better quarterback? Bryce Young. Bryce Young. And his number's better, too. Tom Brady's that miniature number 12. Bryce Young's number nine. It's big and strong. Um, so... Going off of, uh, of these stats, um, I'm not going to run for too much longer since I've already revealed the end for the end of the episode. Um, going off of these stats, um, I think I'm just going to make a prediction just based off the quarterback stats, really. Um, you know, I, I'm a huge Alabama fan, and Alabama, oh my gosh, I don't even, even want to know what that locker room was like uh, after the Iron Bowl. Ooh, that must have been ugly. So I think, I think that my pick is Alabama. And I think they're going to win by two scores. Yes, by two scores. Because let's look at Georgia. Look at the Georgia game. Alabama was not the favorite to win there. I was told that Georgia was just going to crush Alabama. And they did not. Alabama won by like two scores, over two scores. Now, um, I think that Nick Saban has had some time to, to whip his players into shape. So, um, so I think... That Alabama win by at least two scores. Now, if you think different, um, let me know. I'm gonna I'm gonna post a um, a little question. Now, for posting questions on the podcast, um, it'll be in the Spotify um, link. Now, there's a little section that you can just hit reply on and just hit reply and hit me up with the questions there. It won't be it'll it'll be like a question or something. So I'll just leave a um, a little question down there. You just hit me up with uh, what you think, um, and let me know what you think. Let me know what your score is. Let me know who you think is going to win, who you think is going to have more passing yards. I think Bryce Young is going to have more passing yards because Bryce Young is um, really doing really well this season. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to know how many interceptions he's going to throw. Um, that'll be kind of cool to see. Um, but like I said, um, I will post that little question and you guys let me know what you think. Now, not really new in this time. Not, I promise I'm not really new in this time. So, that is going to wrap up today's episode. Watch out for an episode tomorrow um, where we're going to talk about New Year's resolutions. And hey, I'll even give you the song. I didn't do that at the beginning of the episode. This is Jet Lag by Simple Plan. Um, go ahead and put it on your, your podcast playlist. That way you can, uh, can take a list of all the songs I've given you. But anyway, 
Watch out for an episode tomorrow on New Year's resolutions, and I will see you guys in the next one. Later.